Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, another exciting podcast today. You know, we, we use the podcast to really highlight the great people that we have working for us. And today is absolutely no different. You know, we had... Uh, the opportunity to actually meet and hear Sarah, um, our guest today, um, speak. So uh, and she, it was amazing. Don't, don't, would you not agree? You know, that's the whole reason why we're having on this. Yeah. So I went up to her right afterwards and said, we need to have you on the podcast. Someday. Is that how it worked? I wasn't sure how she came on. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So today we have on Sarah, Sarah Morgan. She's a corrections officer at Central Michigan Correctional Facility. Uh, welcome to Field Day, Sarah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me today. It's an honor, really. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> you've met us. It's not an honor. <laughs> so, so let's let's first talk about you. Um, kind of, you know, what what brought you to the Department of Corrections? So this is a funny story. Um, at nineteen, I was like, man, I really need a better job than what I'm doing. Um, I was a secretary at a mental health place. I was making minimum wage, and I'm like, you know what? I really want something better than this. I want to really impact, and I want to start my career in criminal justice. And I had a professor that had said, hey, I have the, um, one of the deputies from Central Michigan coming to see our class. She's going to be your guest speaker. So my current captain came into my class. After class, I talked to her for probably 45 minutes, and we had a phenomenal conversation about the department and Central Michigan Correctional Facility and what I could do there. And after that, I was hooked. I wanted more. I wanted to, you know, start as a CO, and I wanted to move up. After that, I looked into what I could do, researched everything, set up my uh, interview, and here I am now. Well, that's a great story. Let's, let's give credit to who that person is. Who, who was that person who came and talked to you about this? Um, it was my, at first, it was my college professor, Michelle Whitaker from Delta College up in Saginaw. And then after that, it was Captain uh, Pfeiffer from Central Michigan. At the time, she was a deputy, and now she's my captain. So it's cool because I work with her every day, and I tell her all the time, I'm like, hey, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. So thanks. That's And uh, uh, we can joke about it, and we can uh, laugh and stuff like that. So, No, that's a that's a great story, and that's you know, it's awesome. exactly what we want. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. We that, want our uh, staff going out yeah. and trying to encourage people to come. That's awesome. That's right. So, Sarah, you know, we, I talked about at the beginning that Chris and I, you know, I had the opportunity, it was great, to actually attend your graduation, um, I believe it was a, the Paul Klee class, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, so that was back in May. We had the chance to watch you talk, and you, you provided you, you gave a speech to everyone there. And uh, I know Chris and I were looking at each other like, wow, this is, this is really amazing. So can you talk about your speech, maybe some highlights of it, how you were selected to do the speech? Oh, of course. So at first I was selected. Uh, I was number one with test score-wise, and my whole academy. So uh, there was four of us from um, every platoon, and we were chosen by our uh, fellow classmates on, hey, you know, who would you like to speak at our graduation? And after that, um, Chris Swiker, he decided on um, who was going to give the speech. We all went in and interviewed for probably like 10 minutes, and then he made the decision, and then let us know but um was, was it were you, were you I, nervous were you were you excited were you nervous what i was 
a complete wreck of nerves. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone could have seen me before my interview with Chris, I was so nervous, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, I wish I could call my mom right now because she would definitely be able to calm me down. Um, it's just one of those things that, like I said, like, I, I say my age all the time. You know, I was 19 and I'm doing this, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this at 19. Like, and everyone that I was interviewing against, they were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. Um, some of them actually came to my facility, and I work with them every day. And it's still, like, it. it's awesome to see where we went from the academy to where we're at now. And I was so nervous because I'm like, wow, like, they're so good. I really don't know how I'm going to compare to what they have to say. And so when I was chosen, I was so shocked. I'm like, are you kidding me? You wanted, you really wanted me to do this compared to these other three? Like they, you know, they had, we all have different experiences and my experience compared to theirs is completely different. But with my speech, I really wanted to incorporate everybody's experience. I didn't want it to be about me. The Academy wasn't about me. It was about all of us together. And I really wanted to put in my speech and to really show people that, hey, this is not just me as Sarah. This is all of us together in the MDOC going in brand new. I wanted to give it a personal touch, like things that I did, um, like we go to extra hour PT. Uh, we would do study sessions at the hotel until 10 o'clock at night. And we would, but then there's other stuff like we'd go to steak and shake until two in the morning and all talk and laugh and bond and have a good time so that we went into class the next day it was like, okay, you know what? I know this person has my back. I know that I have their back, and we're going to get through this regardless. So it was really a great mentality to build before we started going into our facilities. In my speech, I really wanted to give thanks and show gratitude to everybody that was there to help us to get to where we're at now, like our FTOs, our platoon leaders, all the administration, uh, you know, recruitment, everybody puts in so much work to get us to where we're at now. And I just thought it was really important to show, hey, you know what, we see what you're doing and we appreciate it. Yeah, you know, and, and that came across very clear in your speech was that, you know, you cared about the people that were there with you and it wasn't about you. So, you know, I think that's a really important part, you know, to point out is that it, it came out, it came through very clear that you, you care about your coworkers, you care about this department. Um, and so I'm curious, how, how's the job going so far? Um, the job is going great. Uh, I absolutely love it. When I got to my facility at first, I was so, like I said, it was that whole, that's all new start of nerves. Um, we got in and I want to say within the first two weeks, I had an officer who I won't name, but she goes, hey, you know what? You went to the academy, but it's different now. You gotta learn. And you got to make sure you ask questions so that you can learn because we're all here to do one thing and that's to stay safe and i said you know what all right i can do this and from that point on um it's been absolutely great all my coworkers are awesome i can joke around with them and we can laugh and have a good time but still get the job done you know we're still staying safe everybody goes home safe and that's what the most important part is it's also a lot of like i said learning there's so many things that go through control that I had no, I don't have any idea about because I'm so new. And so I asked my sergeant or my lieutenant, hey, real quick, 
I have a, I have a, you know, newbie question. Can, can you explain why we're doing this now? And it's awesome because instead of getting upset that I don't know, they say, oh, definitely, Morgan. Hey, look, this is exactly why. It's awesome. We have each other's back. And that's, that's really what was so awesome to me when I went to Central. I was glad to hear that, that you said that, that you had such great support, and I think I'm really happy to hear that the staff there is, is very good at working together. And, and you know, shout out to, to Warren Christensen for, for having an environment that, that, that's conducive to that because, you know, we've had, you know, uh, Kerry Johnson on, the a former officer of the year, uh, you know, a year or so ago, who said, you know, when she first started the job, somebody came up to her and said, you're never going to make it here. You know, you're too nice or, you know, you're a woman. Um, and, and for you to have the exact opposite experience, somebody to come up to you and say, you can do this. We believe in you and we're going to help you and support you. I think that's really, really important. And, and one of the other things that you mentioned, which I was glad to hear, because we hear all the time that new officers, they get, they, they're very optimistic and they're, they're gung-ho, they're ready to start, they're energetic. And then as soon as they get to their facility, somebody that's been there for years and years and years says, yeah, that's great. That's how they teach you in the academy, but this is how we really do it. I mean, did you ever have anybody like that? Or, or was it really all people just really ready to embrace you and, and, and learn from you and, and, and have you learn from them? I think I'd be lying if I said that I didn't really, any of us new people didn't face, I mean, face that adversity when it comes to, oh, well, this is how we do it here compared to how we do it at the academy. Um, I think, I guess my take on it was, all right, this is how you do it here, so I'm going to pair what you do here with what I learned at the academy and then go forward from that. Um, you know, learning with some of the older um, officers, um, people that have been in longer, and seeing how they do things it's really like pick what the good is and pick what the bad is out and then go forward from there use that good that you find you can find good in every single person that you work with you know don't get me wrong i'm not going to say there's not bad you know people don't do you know things that people do things differently than how i would do it as a female they do things differently than how a male would I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I've, I had people when I first started that said, oh, she's a female, she's not going to make it. But the people that said, oh, she's a female, she's going to make it, outweighed anybody that told me that I wouldn't. That, and so for me, that was that was the most important thing. That, that's awesome. You know? And I was going to say, you know, as a especially as a younger officer and, and as a female, I mean, how did you either learn either at the academy or from, from your colleagues? And it sounds like you, you mentioned this a little bit, but uh, about, you know, gaining respect. You know, you're working in a male prison, and, and some of the guys that, you're, that are in that prison might have been in prison longer than you've been, you've been alive. And so how do, you, how do you work in that environment? And then also, you know, from your officers who have been there for, you know, decades and decades as well. It's kind of funny because when I first went in and I was working in the facility and, um, you know, I was brand new, the biggest thing that I would get asked, which I wasn't shocked by, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to act like, you know, that they're not curious, but prisoners would ask me, Ms. M, how old are you? Ms. M, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 42, guys, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and, and they know that I'm, that I'm not, obviously, but I just told them, I said, hey, it's no, it's no big deal, because the only thing that matters is that I'm wearing gray and black. That's it. I've got inmates that will come up to me and they'll say, oh, I have daughters your age. I have sons your age. I got kids your age. I got kids older than you. And I always tell them, in the nicest way possible, I know, but look where I'm at. There's a respect there. They know that regardless of how old I am or if I'm a female, I'm an officer. And I think at the beginning, 
you know, you really have to be tough on them. Look at me as an officer. Do not look at me as a female, as a 19-year-old. Look at me as an officer. Yeah. And I think I had a lot of really good experiences with females at my facility that worked with inmates. They really set the tone for how I saw what I was supposed to be doing. For me, that really set it off as to what I, what I was going to do. Yeah. You know, how I was going to be an officer as a female. Yeah. You know, there's you're always going to have adversity. You're always going to have people that tell you, oh, why would you do this? Why would you do that? And critique you. And I guess that, you know, at Central, yes, there's a few, but the majority of them are, wow, you did that at 19? That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, congratulations. You know, like, that's that's really cool. I couldn't even imagine. I'll have an inmate say something to me that could be kind of borderline disrespectful, and I won't even have the chance to speak up yet because my coworker automatically is like, excuse me, what did you just say? You know, and, and they'll have my back with it. You know, they, a lot of them are shocked at my age. To them, it's the same thing. It's, yes, she's 19. Yes, she's a female. But the only thing that's ma- that matters is that she's an officer, just like I am. So, so that's, that's all that counts. What do you see as an officer's role in the, the department's whole mission of, of offender success? And, and, and obviously you mentioned safety, and of course that's, that's always paramount, but it's all the other things uh, that we do to try to better uh, the lives and change uh, the, the lives of, of the offenders that, that we uh, oversee. So what do you think the officer, an officer's role is in offender success? When I did my speech, I had said, you know, now we are therapists, now we are... Uh, first responders, we do all this as just an officer now for the department. And when I got to my facility, it really showed. An officer, your your job is everything. Everything is your job. We listen and, you know, we communicate with them and, and, you know, we make sure that they are, are, are taken care of. Even as a first responder, if we have a call on the radio, one thing that I've noticed recently at Central, um, if we have a call on the radio for anything that is non-routine, our staff are there within seconds, seconds. And I know that they said it at the academy, and I didn't really believe it. I'm like, you know, what, what do you mean? You know, it, it, it can't be there that fast. And it, they are. It, it's, it's insane. You know, you'll watch cameras, and, and people will be there before the second is over. You have so many staff that care that want to make sure that everyone is safe, officers and prisoners. Well, you're obviously very very passionate about um, this profession, and, you know, you've been in for six months, and, and so you're right in that time frame where we obviously have a lot of officer vacancies around the state, and we've got a lot of young new staff just like yourself who are just starting out. Uh, we've got hundreds more that came after you that, that are even newer than you. Oftentimes we see the, the newer staff, they leave. They go to, they do other things, or, or it's not what they thought it was going to be or, or whatever. I guess for you, what do you think that the department can do or that your facility can do or your colleagues can do to help retain people like you so that you want to continue to stay and make this a a place that you'll eventually retire from? I think that really what the department needs is to just have these people that, you know, that are real, that will tell you, hey, this is actually what goes on. You know, it's not sunshine and rainbows. It's not that. But it's also not, you know, the scariest thing ever. And, you know, it's, it's the end of the world. When I talked to, like I said, when I talked to uh, my captain when I was in college, I had said, you know, like, 
man, you know, I really, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know this, I don't know that. And how it's portrayed in movies and TV shows is completely different to how it is. And she said, well, look into it. See that it's not that. See that it's different. And as soon as she said that, I took, you know, what she said and I looked into it and I was like, okay, maybe it isn't like this. Maybe this is something that I want to do. For me, for me personally, it's just because I like my job, I like my coworkers, and I enjoy what I do. And I think, for me, the biggest reason why I stay is because I see the possibilities in the department. And I think that if the department emphasized all that you really could do, I think that would help. Well, Sarah, I, th- I, think, I think you just said a, a great answer. You said that the department should you know, highlight some of the things that are going on and the opportunities that, they, that people have in this department. And that's what we're doing right now, and that's what you just did. So, um, number one, thank you for doing that. But you're right that there's there's lots of, there's, there's lots of opportunity. If you're if you're an officer, you can move around, you know, to different facilities or, or or different positions within that facility. If you're in CFA, you can go to FOA. You can be an agent. If you're an agent, you can go to CFA and work inside. So you're right. This is a very very large department uh, across a very you know vast amount of area in, in Michigan. There's lots of opportunity here. So just because you're an officer now doesn't mean that you'll be an officer in 10 years from now. So I, I think that's one of the great things that you pointed out was the opportunity that people have to move around within this department. And also to make a difference, too. I mean, that's that's the key. It's what we call yeah. every interaction matters. And then you're going to hear a lot more it's about that. That's thing to say, Chris. Yeah. Every interaction matters. You're going to hear a lot more about that in, in, in the next year with our new strategic plan. And there's a whole new model and way of uh, doing business as, as officers, as uh, any any staff inside the prison, any staff in the whole department. Every interaction you have with, with an offender whether they're in prison or on probation or parole, is a chance to uh, change their life and, and give them some positivity, give them some direction. Um, and so we want all of our officers to do that. You know, this isn't a job where you just uh, collect a paycheck. This is a job where you change lives. You have a chance to do that every single day. And so that's that's what I think hopefully yeah. encourages people. That's to talking to somebody who they came to you yeah. to say, and they hey, something, never had something great happened to me today, and the first person they go to is you. And if you miss the opportunity to, to reinforce that, then every action didn't matter, right? I mean, you yeah. took that opportunity to say, that's great, let, you know, let, let's talk about that. So that interaction mattered to that person, and uh, you made a difference. You may not have even known it, <laughs> but, you know, you had a huge impact on that person because they came to you and wanted to share some things with you, and, and you reinforced Oh, of course. I mean, even even last night, I was at work, and we had a lot going on, and we had one of the windows open, and all of a sudden we heard yelling, and so that's an automatic, you know, alarm. Hey, what, why is there yelling? What's going on? Uh, we had an inmate at the time that was yelling at one of our officers. He was upset about something. And so my sergeant said, okay, you know, I'll step out. So he goes out there and he walks up to the guy and, you know, he's like, he's like, hey, what, what's going on? And, and the inmate is yelling. And my, my sergeant, who he's been in for 20 years, he goes, he's like, man, you're at a 10 right now and I really need you at a 6. Do you think that you could, you know? And he said, oh, sorry, sir. Yeah, when he's like, I'm, I'm standing right here. And he, even that small interaction, that respect for my sergeant that the inmates have, it, he completely calmed the guy down. And he said to him, he said, hey, I know you're upset, but think about what else is going on right now. Think about everything that goes into what is going to happen right now. Do you understand why the officer did this? He said, oh, you know what, I didn't look at it that way. He's like, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't see it like that. And then he went on his way and went back to his housing unit. Yeah. <laughs> within, I, literally, it was like within three minutes, the situation was de-escalated completely. It, it's one of those things where I'm so new that seeing stuff like that, it really, I'm just like, wow, oh my gosh. 
Did that just happen? I really thought something was going to pop off. I really thought something was going to happen. And they, they didn't whatsoever. And so seeing things like that, for me, like that, those are positives right there. That's, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to get to that point. Maybe I'm going to be like that. And, you know, it, it's just so cool for me because I can't wait to get to that spot. I think, and I think you will, and I think you'll learn, like, like I'm sure you did in the academy, that the most important weapon you carry is not your taser, it's not the, your chemicals, it, it's it's your mind and your ability to de-escalate uh, and talk to an individual. And it sounds like your, your sergeant certainly learned that, and, and I'm glad that he's there to, to, to teach that to you and all the other uh, new officers that are there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, Sarah, it sounds like, uh, you know, things are going uh, well for you in, in, the, in the first six months or so since you've been in your facility. You know, we really appreciate you coming on here, number one, but, but we even more appreciate you for the work that you're doing every single day. You know, it is a dangerous job. Um, like you said, you are making an impact. What you're doing, the stories you just told, and you are helping us move forward in the department. So um, thank you for what you do every single day, and thanks for coming on Field Days. We appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you. I mean, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me share. Honestly, if it weren't for my coworkers, if it wasn't for my um, my sergeants, my lieutenants, my captains, you know, all of our administration at Central, I, I really don't think that I would be the officer that I am. Really, it, it's not just me. If it wasn't for them, I, I really wouldn't be able to come on here and talk to you about the experiences I've had because they're so great. There's, there's, I, I, I just want to talk about it. I just want to tell people, look, this is what we do at Central. This is what we, you know, we get this done. We do this, and we do it so well. And just to be able to come on here and tell people about it is just, it's really awesome. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. So uh, those are those are great last words. Thanks for every to everybody at Central too for the work that you do. And uh, thanks again, Sarah. Well, Chris, you know it's always great to have on some some of our newer and you know obviously energetic and passionate staff. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to talk to them, get a glimpse into you know where they're at right now in their in their in their career. You know, six months in, that's pretty that's pretty new, and she has you know such a positive attitude. So it's great to talk to Sarah. We really appreciate her coming on and talking about her experience with the academy. The wonderful things she talked about in her speech and uh, kind of where she's at now. So it's, it's, it was good stuff. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to have on. It's always, like you said, it's always great to have on staff. We want to hear from staff. We want to hear what's going on with them and not just, you know, what we think we want to hear. We want to hear yeah. what's really going on. And right. I think that's really important. And from a young uh, officer's perspective, hearing and having a totally different view of things and seeing things with fresh eyes, I think it's good for all of our staff to hear about what, what she's seen and, and what her thoughts are. That's very good. And for those of you who are listening very intently, we apologize if you heard some noises in the background. There's some construction or something going on, so yeah. there's a lot of hammers. Clearly, if you, know, hammers. if you know Greg and I, it wasn't us that were using the hammers, but no. uh, somebody who's using hammers here who's more well qualified than us. So we apologize for the background noise. Yes, that, that we do. And you know, and she and she loves uh, the staff that she works with. It's clear that they got something good going on there, and uh, you know, she really appreciates um, her coworkers and uh, you know her her management and her leadership. So uh, good stuff going on. We re- appreciate Sarah coming on. But Chris, what's what's we got some things coming up now in the holidays, right? We got some year in review stuff. What, what's coming up in the podcast? Yeah, so we are getting primed and ready for our end of the year stuff. So we've got an episode that's coming up towards the end of the year. Actually, it's uh, scheduled to come out on Christmas. So I know that as soon as you're done wrapping, you're unwrapping your presents yeah. and you're sitting around the fire with uh, your friends and family, you're going to want to listen to the podcast and hear about I'm sure. the year in review. That's a, it's going to be a new tradition. It's a must hear, right? It's going to yeah. be Elf on the Shelf. It's going to be uh, Eggnog, <laughs> Field Days podcast. That's right. And that's I like that. That's where it's at. So, yeah, so we'll, we're, we're going to recap the year, everything that's going on in CFA, FOA, across the department, uh, some of the highlights from the podcast from the past year. Uh, we'll have that all ready for you to go. You can listen to that whenever you'd like, uh, starting on Christmas Day. 
Uh, and then on New Year's Day, so while you're in the middle of your watching, who, watching, who scheduled this this way? Did you do this? Uh, the calendar scheduled it that way. Oh, okay. They, they, they both fell on Tuesdays this year. Oh, okay. So uh, on New Year's Day, uh, we're going to have our look ahead. So we're going to talk about everything that we know of, at least so far, that's going to be coming up in 2019 that everybody uh, can be excited about and can look forward to. Yeah. So when you know everybody's resting after a fun night out of, uh, on New Year's Eve. You know, just lay back. Or early, early night in is, is probably is your case. Sure. Or that. I, I was trying to remember positive here. But, yeah, as you, you know, rest on your couch, you can uh, throw on the podcast and check out what's going to happen in the next year or so. Yeah. And then after that, we'll, we'll be taking a look at our strategic plan uh, that we developed uh, over the last month or two. Uh, that's all being finalized right now. And so soon, probably the, like the first uh, or second week of January, uh, that episode will come out. And we'll hopefully by that point, you'll either be having already, already received it or you'll be, uh, it'll be soon to be arriving at your field offices or at your facilities, uh, the new booklet of, of what the next uh, four years is going to look like uh, at the Department of Corrections. Yep, good stuff, Chris. Uh, hopefully everybody tunes in next week to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.